Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports Podcast with your host, Baraj. And today, I will be talking about the major sports, poor sports. Obviously, we had a lot of news in the NBA as it's just been a frenzy of like stuff that's happened. So I'll get that to later. And obviously, my Dallas Cowboys, we finally won a game against the Minnesota Vikings. And again, I will talk about that later. Because today I wanted to talk about obviously what the podcast is about more than sports. And I feel like I haven't been addressing that situation of late. The last four or five podcasts have been more about major league sports, which I did enjoy. But I was like, you know what? I have to be honest with my fans and people that listen. Yo, it's more than sports. So let's talk about that. So the other day I was just chilling with my friend and we were just talking about how back in the day we were playing sports and how just everything was a lot easier and in my mind a question just came up and i was like you know what let's just ask him let's ask him this question so the question that came to my mind was okay pro athletes for example like lebron james is like what is it 17 years or 18 years so roughly in his life that's his nba professional career he's devoted about 17 and 18 years to basketball right and then i'm imagining okay so young lebron I don't know where he started, maybe from the age of like six or seven. What people said was when he started like picking up a basketball, but I won't count that. How many years in total has LeBron James devoted to the game of basketball itself? And then a bigger question came in my mind. How many years has he devoted to sports in general? So what I mean by that is you play. So you're playing the game. He's played football basketball i don't know any other sport we're just using him as an example here and how many years has he spent watching so obviously he watches game film so he's kind of a fan of the sport as well because you pick up on certain things and he also watches football so he watches other sports so in total i'm, I'm assuming i don't know i think how was he? he was like 34 35 so i'm thinking he's probably roughly around like 24 years or maybe 25 years that he spent strictly on playing sports or watching sports to me that's like just mind-blowing because that's all like a lot of time spent either watching sports or devoting to obviously becoming a basketball player so then i asked my friend i'm like yo how long do you think how, how much do you think you have spent watching sports being a sports fan and how much time have you spent playing and he couldn't come up with an answer so i was like i'll ask you guys how much time have you guys spent watching sports and playing i feel like the numbers are going to be different depending on people because for me personally i started watching when i was probably like grade seven so in grades not seven i mean seven years old or seven or eight i picked up hockey because obviously i'm here from uh, bc and we only had one team so that's where it kind of started so I started watching the game i was into soccer just a little i was playing soccer and i used to watch waking up early in the morning to watch manchester united that's as far as my soccer knowledge goes but um yeah, that was kind of cool. And then from that point on, I stopped watching anything that was cartoons or anything related to like children things. So my childhood was mostly devoted to just watching sports. That's why I feel like I have the knowledge and I've watched enough to the point where I can talk about it consistently and not be just a Skip Bayless or a Shannon. I like Shannon, but Skip is kind of like just entertainment at this point. I want to talk about that later too. But anyways, yeah, so I'm thinking I'm okay. So I've roughly spent around, I think, maybe 17 to 18 years of playing the sport at a young age. And then I've watched around maybe 19 to 18 years of watching the games and learning from them. So that to me, that was kind of interesting that 
Holy smokes, like half my life has been devoted to watching sports or playing sports. I never thought of it in that aspect that I have spent majority of my life playing or watching the game of sports, which is kind of cool. So I just wanted to share that with you guys and honestly, like reflect back on yourselves like, holy, like how long have I been watching sports and how long have I played and just... I mean, you can DM me your answers. Remember to follow me at More Than Sports Podcast on Instagram. And yeah, so that was just a quick segment that I wanted to do there. And then going forward from that, I was thinking like, young me always thought that I was going to be a professional basketball player. In my head, when I picked up a basketball, there was just something about it when I picked up a basketball opposed to when I was watching hockey or I was when I was playing soccer. I love both those sports because... They taught me a lot about team chemistry and just team knowledge because it's an overall team sport. And basketball to me is a sport that I can pick up a ball regardless of who my teammates are. I can still be the baddest dude on the court because I can. there's only one guy that can have the ball and the goal is to score and make your teammates better. So when I picked that up, I always thought like this is something that I liked. Right when I picked up the ball, it's something that happened inside me where I was like, mm, you know what? This could be it. This is what this is what we've been missing. I need this in my life. So I honestly I started picking up uh, basketball from like grade four and five, and then I started learning and learning, and then I just I think I became overly obsessed with it and the idea of playing in the NBA because I completely changed my life into the way where the only thing that mattered was basketball. And I remember when I was younger, like obviously back then times were different and it was actually cool to go outside and go play sports. And the only thing I ever did was come back from home. I mean, from school to home. And then from there, I'll drop off my bag, quickly have a little breakfast. I'm not breakfast. It's a lunch, a little sandwich. And that's it. Get my ball. And I'm out. Like I am out as fast as I can. That would be three o'clock. And then from there, I'd be just hooping just every single day, just hooping, hooping. I don't care if I had someone to play with. Like that was a bonus. If I had somebody to play with, that was just like, oh like somebody can hold me accountable and then i have somebody to face me so i I know what type of level i'm on but my favorite thing was me just hooping by myself because even when i have somebody there and we're not on the same page as in terms of knowledge and what i'm trying to do because most people when they play a certain thing in sports is you got to differentiate people so there's people that are possessed with the sport example kobe bryant who was just just obsessed like he's different when it comes to that same same thing with michael jordan LeBron's more gifted in the sense, so I don't think for him, he could have legit played almost any sport and been great at it. But I've mentioned that before. He's just a freak athlete. So for me, I was like, I want to be obsessed the way these guys are obsessed because that's what it takes to be a professional athlete. I want to be like them. So I have to make some sacrifices, which I did. I'll explain that as I keep going forward. But I don't know if those sacrifices are worth worth it that I made now that I'm reflecting back on my sports life or my whatever my athlete pro athlete dream yeah so going forward from there i just became obsessed and this became a daily routine where i would keep and i would ignore certain things and some people just thought i was crazy because i was too obsessed with it but to me i thought i was normal because this is the things that you have to do in order to get to the level you want to be right and a lot of my friends that i did play with growing up were mostly casual fans they weren't to the level of obsessed that I was. They were just, hey, let's just get everybody around. We'll have a good game and that's it. So the term when it was like, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to see what move I was working on a couple days before. I'm trying to implement that in my game. And 
they're not really trying to the level that I need them to be to see if they would actually work in a game where there's more competition and there's a more of a competitive level. They dropped down their level to play down and it was just easy. So to me, it was kind of deflating that I never had that point where somebody was pushing me to the level where you're going to be great. So I had to motivate myself, which was kind of cool, I guess. So as you continue forward, I always wonder by like grade 10 11 12 i still thought i had a legitimate chance but i didn't see but it was something inside of me that that obsession of just being like yo we can still we can still get to the level we can still get to that level there's always players that make it late but then by like first year second year i was like okay this i love this but i have to slowly transition away from it because i've given this a lot of time it's it's given me a lot in return too but you have to accept that and get ready to move into the next level of your life where you got to be realistic and be like okay i love you basketball i loved you a lot you give me a lot but hey i i have to make that transition into the next portion of my life and another thing that i was quickly all i was gonna say is that now that i'm older i'm thinking like if i have kids i want them to be like my goal would be to make them pro athletes because of the, all the knowledge that I have. And I think I'd be awesome at doing that. But what if my kid from my genetics is really good at the game of basketball and has the potential to make it to that, maybe the next level, but he's like, yo dad, like I can't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into this. I don't like this. I like, I like being on the computer playing games. I want to be a streamer. I want to do this low key. It might hurt, but I have to set my, ego aside just because that was my dream and i can't let my dream be my kid's dream just because i couldn't fulfill it so that low-key i'm just like hopefully he, that it doesn't come down to that but i'm i've already accepted that going forward that hey just because you couldn't you can't put that on your kid so that's just kind of thought you guys should also think like going forward it's, it's things like that like you can't really force people to do certain things just because it was your goal and you want them to achieve it yeah so that was just like the more than sports kind of talk that i feel like we really haven't had that in a re really long time and anyways yeah going back to the basketball thing so yeah so the sacrifices that i've made not that i like my friends are kind of talking to me that i'm like contemplating in my head it's like were those really necessary that i made so when i was in high school like the only thing that i was focused on was just hooping and i loved football as well because i came like a sport that i I loved as I continue to grow older. I feel like as you grow older, you have a more love for the game of football than any sport. It just happens for some reason. I don't know if it's happened to you guys, but it just happens over time. And I loved playing the game of football. And I was, for the first time in my life, I met something that matched the level of basketball. And I didn't know which one I liked more. I knew that basketball was the game that had changed my life because when I started hooping, I started making more friends and just being a great athlete. Just for some reason, when you're a great athlete, people just want to be around you. If you're if you're not really that, then you're either cool or just whatever. So I guess just being that kind of helped me and I had more friends. So I was like, this is kind of working to my success. But I didn't think like that back then. I'm just kind of reflecting on it. I'm like, oh, OK, maybe that's why people were hanging out with me. That's why people have always been down, because I was just always a great athlete. And the one thing that I that I actually loved doing was like, I liked sharing the ball or the rock or whatever you want to call it with other people. If, if I saw somebody was not on the same talent level, or didn't have the same skill as me, my goal was always to make that person fit in and not be left out because this is, I can go get my 20, 30 or get two, three touchdowns to the people that I know that will score or 90% uh, of the time. But this is recreational. So everybody's here to have fun. So why 
I want to include that person because I don't want them to feel left out. Maybe that's why I'm just thinking. Maybe that's why people have been always like, yeah, I want to be on your team. Kind of makes sense though. But yeah, so that's just reflecting that I did about going back. So what about you guys? Like, when did you realize that you're like, okay, like I'm a bad, I'm a bad motherfucker when it comes to this. In my own town, in my own city, in my own province, in my own state. But when did you realize you're like, damn, but like that dream that I wanted to be a pro athlete is probably not going to happen. Like I really, I'm really curious to hear what people have to say. So again, just DM me on my Instagram at more than sports podcast. Anyways, that's the talk for that. And let's just quickly cover the pro sports. And one of the things that I found really fascinating this year, because the NBA had to make such a short, uh, short turnaround, especially and the NHL where they were all in those bubbles and it was, it worked per, to perfection. And now we get where the NBA, like the Lakers just won the championship in October. And now they're, it's a quick turnaround. It's like November was like the draft free agency. And now we're getting to training camp and the season's ready to start maybe in like a month and a half. And you're like, wait, what? It's kind of cool being that fan where you get to see, because you always want to see more sports. As me, as a fan, I love seeing LeBron James compete every single day. I look forward to those games. I want to see what other teams are going to do. But let's just look at it from a standpoint of from an athlete. For, for LeBron James, he just won the championship. He was going hard. He got a little bit of break, but he's getting older, so he needs that time to recover. So he doesn't have that time to recover. And he's only missed last year where he was his first year of like full recovery in almost like 12, 13 years where he was going to the finals, where he's playing in the, off uh, the FIBA tournament. And now he has to turn it around. So the Lakers, what I thought did was a really good job. They addressed what they needed. LeBron is the primary scorer on that team, even though I believe Kyle Kuzma, my boy, Kyle Kuzma can step up. And I honestly feel like Kyle Kuzma can be like a 20 to 25 point score if he gets enough shots and he builds enough rhythm. The thing that like Laker fans hate Kyle Kuzma, which is totally understandable because he didn't perform to the level that we thought he would in the late in the finals. But the guy's upside is so high that I've seen like there's certain things when you pick up on a player, when you watch him, it's just totally different. Like Kyle, Kyle, um, Kyle Kuzma is a hooper. Like when he's when he gets the ball, he knows what to do with it. He has his mind made up. Sometimes it's too fast, but I saw his game kind of change throughout the bubble where he was his defense. Like I don't know why people don't really like Kyle Kuzma was like playing D this year. Like I love that about him. That's like the next level. Like if you don't have your O that day, you got your D that you can always rely on. And that's something positive going forward. And he struggled in the finals, but hey. That's his first finals. He's like third year in the league, and that's his first finals. So, like, we can kind of give him a break. I totally feel like he has, like, a lot of potential. And I feel like this year will be the step where LeBron kind of takes a backseat. He'll take his games off because the season started too quickly. I think they'll rest Anthony Davis a bit more just because they want to be fresh going towards the finals. Not the finals. I'm not predicting the Lakers are going to the finals, even though they should with the talent they have on the roster. But Kyle Kuzma... I am making the prediction. Like we made that prediction in the summer when I said Cam Newton will be on the Patriots. He hasn't lived up to the expectations that I thought, but hey, Cam still looks amazing and they signed him and Bill Belichick got him on the discount. What I exactly said. And this is my bold prediction. I think Kyle Kuzma this year will average 22 to 23 points. That's my bold prediction coming off the bench. Or maybe they even insert him in the lineup in the starting lineup. I don't know. But anyways, the Lakers also got Wes Matthews. Great player. 
who replaces Danny Green, who was inconsistent with his shooting. But Wes Matthews is a bit more consistent shooter and plays with more energy. I look forward to that. And Lakers lost that with Dwight. But Wes Matthews comes in and is a bit more like, I would say, strate strategic defender. And then Montrez Harrell, that was like my favorite pickup because now he gets to play with LeBron James. And he hasn't played with a playmaker like LeBron. I'm not saying like Kawhi isn't that playmaker, but Kawhi is good. Well, LeBron is a willing passer. Dwight Howard's career just took off and got paid to go to Philly because LeBron made, LeBron put him in good spots. Also, he played with Rondo and he just fit on that team. And I feel like Montrez Harrell will be used to his full potential this year with LeBron James in that pick and roll. And he'll help AD. Like AD and Montrez Harrell on the same court is just so deadly to me just because there's so much scoring on that court because they're they're a threat every single time and then Anthony Davis makes up for Harold's like lack of ability on the defensive end but if AD doesn't get habit going like sometimes AD's like you know that he's a chilling he's not really like posting up like you know Montrez is bringing that energy he's going to the rim 100% of the time so that's what I like and then finally I want to quickly touch up on Dennis Schroeder they also got Marc Gasol Marc Gasol is a really smart player and that's what I think LeBron always emphasizes like I need smart players because he's on Mars by himself and Rondo was the closest thing to him on the level of the intellectual of sports and Marc Gasol Paul Gasol's brother they're both really smart players they know how to use their body they're not super athletic but they know how to be at the right time and LeBron one thing he always preaches is I love smart players and he's a perfect addition to the Lakers and finally Dennis Schroeder Dennis Schroeder is basically becoming the Rajon Rondo of the Lakers this year but he brings he doesn't bring the obviously the flashy passes or those just like Rondo playoff Rondo moments but I feel like Dennis Schroeder has the ability to take the Lakers to the next level in terms of Yo, I'm coming off the bench, maybe with Kuz, and these guys could both average 20 points. That's insane. I feel like another bold prediction, the Lakers will have the highest scoring bench in the regular season this year. That's my bold prediction. And finally, what I wanted to talk about, like there's so much in basketball that I could just talk about it forever, but I just wanted to keep it short. LaMelo. LaMelo Ball goes to the Charlotte Hornets. And obviously, there's like a better players or whatever people thought went to their te respective teams. But I was so happy that LaMelo went to Charlotte because we all know how, how much of a competitor Michael Jordan is. Another level. Two people that I know compete like that. Kobe and MJ just on a different tier. Bye. And LaMelo is more like that jolly. He has like own reality show. He has his dad. He has his brother. But I feel like LaMelo was the perfect player for Jordan to draft because... Again, I was really high on Kemba Walker because when he came out of UConn, I watched that March Madness tournament. Kemba was lighting everybody up. He had everything. He had the jumper. He had the smarts. He had that like quick. Like everybody knows Kemba has that like deadly crossover. I loved Kemba in 2011 when he's coming out. My like, Kemba's a beast, and he just didn't live up to like expectations. Maybe they were too high because he was playing for Jordan and Charlotte, and. He went to Boston, but I think LaMelo has the size. He's young, he's athletic, he's flashy, and he has the highest ceiling in the draft from just the standpoint of his skill level. And he's so young. And one thing I feel like a lot of people are going to underestimate about LaMelo, the same way they underestimate about Luca, was when LaMelo was playing overseas, he was playing with men, grown men. There's a difference when you play in the NCAA, those are still kids or teenagers at the end of the day. 
But when you're playing with grown men, it's just a different type of vibe and the different type of experience you have than playing. So I guess he has like that one year of somewhat men's experience of playing with pro athletes. So that's kind of cool. And I, and I know I feel like Jordan will help LaMelo. And I feel like LaMelo in like the next four to five years will be an exceptional player, a clutch player. And then this is the first pick I think Michael Jordan looks at himself and he's like, I hit that one. I finally hit that one because no disrespect to Michael Jordan, but he's he hasn't been the best drafter on that team. Like He has that team. He has a Jordan brand, shitload of money. But Charlotte really hasn't been relevant in like the past 15, 20 years where you would expect, yo, Michael Jordan buys the team. Michael Jordan's this great basketball f- savant, but the te- we haven't seen the results. But I think with LaMelo, MJ will have like finally like, yo, I can work. Out- I'm going to work with this kid. He's kind of like, he's kind of funny. He's kind of goofy. But like, yo, let's get serious. I'm going to teach you how to- I'm going to teach you the ropes and we're going to become great. You're not going to become great. I'm going to make you become the greatest. I need you to be this. That's what I think will happen with LaMelo Ball. And finally... The sport. So my Dallas Cowboys last week beat the Minnesota Vikings. To be honest, I didn't think I wasn't expecting much from the game because at this point I think we're playing for the draft pick. That's what I thought. I'm like, okay, Dak's injured. I don't even know if he's gonna get a contract. You already know how Jerry Jones is. Poor man got his leg injured, and I don't even know. Like pairs up for Drac. And from there, we have that Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a successful quarterback. Cincinnati Bengals took him to the playoffs a couple of times, just met a tough team, the Steelers. That game was wild. But, yeah, so I was like, I don't know because the offense was just so, like, mad. Even though the talent on that team is insane, the Dallas Cowboys have so much talent on the offensive end. It's I just don't know why it doesn't click. The offensive line is banged up, and I think that's, like, one thing most football players underestimate is you're, you could have all the weapons in the world, but if the guys that can't protect you to get the ball out or st- you get run stuffed every single time because you don't have a good online all of those don't matter because there's not enough time to make plays but anyways they moved zach martin over and they like kind of revamped the offensive line and it, it kind of seemed like it worked because this is the first game i saw the cowboys where they came out with energy cd lamb is probably the best rookie that i've seen for the cowboys in a long time like zeke was Zeke was different because, yeah, Dak and the O-line was the best at that time when they had Zeke and Dak come in as rookies because that was, like, the prime offensive line. But CD doesn't have that. CD's been playing with Dak. He's been playing with Gilbert. I forgot the other name. I am sorry. And then he played with Andy Dalton. And he just balls, bro. Like, it don't matter who the quarterback is. This kid is a baller. That's, like, one positive that's going forward. And you still got Amari Cooper, who's, like, again, I feel like Dallas's receiving core aren't divas, so there's no, like, complaining of, oh, I need the ball, or we're not getting the ball, because they still rely on the running game, because Zeke needs to be that. We need Zeke to be that guy where he's running, like, 100 yards, and you can set up the play action. And then this week, they play the Washington Redskins. I mean, the Washington football team's my mistake. And they got embarrassed last time by that team. And they're not even, like, the Redskins are, I mean, not the Redskins, but the Washington football team is so hard to say that. And they embarrassed the Cowboys last time. And this time going forward, I think the Cowboys have a bit more energy in them. They're coming off a dub. They feel good. Mike McCarthy's got some BS going in the locker room where he's motivating them. I don't know what it is, but it seems to be working. And I look forward to this game because if we get this game, 
we could be leading in the NFC least. I call it the NFC least because the, all the teams are just like dismantled with injuries and it's just been the worst division in a long time. It used to be the NFC, the NFC East used to be like the hardest division to play in like the mid 2000s to the late 2000s. Uh, but of late, it's just it's a disaster of like the injuries and just what's happening in the division. So I look forward to it. Hopefully my Cowboys come out on a dub and hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast as I haven't been able to talk to you guys personally to myself. And remember, I have also started a YouTube page where I just post like when I have a guest on and I post a full video. So check that out at more than sports podcast, uh, more than sports. It's not more than sports podcast. It's just more than sports on YouTube. Give it a listen, give it a shout. Cause I want to do more things of like where I break down certain things. I'm just like a player and we have like footage and I'm, you know, I'm just getting like super detailed about it. So if you're into that, I'll start doing that on that YouTube page. And remember, have a good day and be stay blessed.